Welcome back to another episode of the Big Apple School podcast, where the goal of this show is to help you improve your English through listening. My name is Benjamin. I'm from London, and today I have three guests. Our first guest today is Natalie. Second guest Varia. And last but not least, Ur. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about creativity today. So are we creative people? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Yeah, teachers, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think all teachers are kind mm-hmm. of creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have to come up with lesson plans. You have to do something fun for the students. So if you don't, it's just boring. Yeah, yes. I guess you kind of have to, to some extent, be creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what other professions would you say have to be creative? Musicians, mm-hmm. musicians, absolutely. Artists, painters, in yeah, just yeah. yeah. Painters, and yeah. architects. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think so. Yeah, architects are particularly interesting because they have to mix their mm-hmm. mathematical math- thinking. Yeah, yeah oh, exactly. problem solvers have to be creative. Oh, right? yeah. you have to think mm-hmm. of some way of yeah. solving mm-hmm. the problem. Yeah, negotiators. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah definitely. If you have a <laughs> international conflict, <laughs> you definitely need to think of mm-hmm. plastic voice. surgeons, maybe. Oh, yep. yeah. really? Yeah, they <laughs> need to so. be creative, yeah. If someone asks something new to their mm-hmm. faces, so they need to imagine the new way to... Yeah, just yeah they even call themselves artists. Artists, oh, yeah. 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 You're right, cool. Plastic artists. Plastic oh, artists. tattoo <laughs> artists, actually. What is it? Tattoo artists. Tattoo oh, artists. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're creative. And just living life, right? We have to <laughs> somehow survive. Ooh, that's deep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, what are the pros of being a creative person? And what are the cons of being a creative person? You have more... Um, uh, you you know that you can get something done. If you mm-hmm. are a creative person, mm-hmm. you have confidence that you can find the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can actually make something. Something that will stay, you know, for years. But yeah, the cons though, I think... Judging by myself as a creative person, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, sometimes it's too much pressure, you know. You understand that you have so much done, so much to do, you know, and you have to do it somehow. Like, for example, if, okay, I paint a little bit. Oh, and cool. If, yeah, yeah, if I don't paint for, you know, like a week or something, I feel, you know, frustrated with myself. I feel kind of disappointed. Guilt. You feel kind yes. of guilt, right? Yes, exactly. I'm not so. using my yeah, yeah, talent. Exactly. Well, tell us oh, more it's about... not talent. It's not talent. I just... Well, tell us more <laughs> about your painting. Do you use acrylics, oils, oh, watercolor, watercolors? watercolors. Yeah, so, and uh, I just started when I was living in Scotland because I had nothing to do and I've always wanted to, you know, start mm-hmm. painting. It's been always interesting to me and um, <laughs> at first it was so awkward. It was so bad, like really, really bad. But then it's had a lot of progress now it's kind of it's okay so what kind of things do you paint uh mainly architecture actually yeah cool. technical drawing kind of yeah something cool. like that but also you know with a hint like so bright colors more like sketches i would say yeah but it looks kind of cute to me yeah you know so cool. i don't really show it to anybody so it's just mainly for myself and so after family. you die <laughs> um, we, can, we can collect your things and a put museum. them in a, a museum. It will be, I don't know. It will be like Van Gogh. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as good. It's really, really bad, actually, I would say. But okay, that's the thing. Bad. I mean, okay. okay, so when we're creative, um, we might have some kind of standard for ourselves and we have to self examine is this good or is this bad? Um, I always tend to think that if I have to do something, it's going to be good, so do it. Because I feel like I am successful in my under my own standards. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. someone else won't like it. So I'm, I'm hoping that when you paint, you're fulfilled and you, you do feel good about what definitely, you're doing. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Because so you can't say it's not good. Yeah, it's always been, you know, like my, my brother is really creative. He's always been, you know, a good painter. He wrote creative texts, stuff like that. But when I was a child, I was like, Kind of in his shadow, mm-hmm. yeah, or something like that. Like, okay, he can do things, I can't. So, yeah, but then I started doing it and it was like actually good. And my family was like, wow, you can do this. And I was like, yeah, I can do it. Wow. So, yeah. That okay. kind of reminds me of um, something where some people think that maybe all dancers or all uh, ballet or dance teachers can choreograph and can make mm-hmm. up dances. And that was the worst part. I hated having to make up dances. Mm-hmm. They turned out okay, but it's nothing I want to do. Wow. So it has to be someone who wants to do it. Can you tell us more about your 
Yeah, <laughs> ba- ballet experience. Because as yeah. an instructor, mm-hmm. do you teach people to follow a certain pattern or do you teach people to, to choreograph? Yeah, in class, you have a certain um, uh, structure of class that you must do if you're teaching a ballet class. There's a structure. But at the end of the year, there's a recital. And so at the, the half, half mark, um, you have to start working on your dances. And so sometimes the director will give you music that you must use to uh, confine to the be confined to the theme, or um, you could use your own. And so if you have really good music, you know, oh that's beautiful, that's inspirational. Uh, maybe you could think of something. But I had my limits. Mm-hmm. I, I could make some up good dances and then kind of repeat the same steps the next year for something else. I just didn't like doing it. I just didn't like doing. Well, it. I guess this is it. Correct me if I'm wrong. I guess it's kind of similar to learning a musical instrument where you le- you have to learn how to play. The- oh, or is yeah, it different? I think so. I think first you have to have the desire to want to choreograph and then maybe, yeah, go to choreograph choreography school or get some pointers or something. But you have to want to and I don't want to. But I guess you can only get into choreography after you have a foundation of... I would think so, but modern dance, maybe you could say it's founded a little... Well, no, you can't really say it's founded on ballet because they really threw ballet out. (laughs) So it's more freedom of doing what you want to do. That's what a creative dance is. You know, there's music and you flail your arms around and you're creating something. So it's, uh, yeah, it's different. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, has a... A certain flair to it <laughs> that mm-hmm. but there are different yeah. kinds of dances different kinds of choreography mm-hmm. so uh, what about you have you indulged in any creative endeavors i guess i can say like uh, i was playing drums when i was in high school and university and if i have a chance to do it i can do it right now too but i need to practice a little bit oh. so mm-hmm. creating a musical piece is kind of a creative process it is so you need yeah. to manipulate the sound or Definitely. manipulate the, the the structure of the music that you are hearing and working with your bandmates so mm-hmm. it's kind of a kind oh so of you worked with bandmates you had a band yeah oh, when i was so in nice. high school yeah 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 so and are these drums like snare drums with this with the drum stick or just by your hands or no, no, with, with the drum stick. yeah yeah so oh, the, all the oh. And you actually compose music or you just play No, 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 just, just the cover songs and everything, but in our own way of interpretation, in a way. Yeah, so that is kind of form mm-hmm. of creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So First, you're rendering definitely. in a way, just a differently, mm-hmm. different notes or That's changing nice. the scale mm-hmm. of the music in a way. So Did you guys have a name for your band or did you have several names or... Cause that's, Creating the name for a band takes it's kind of, a long yeah, time. It's kind of a problem. It was a kind of problem. Every, everyone just said something. All right, I want this name. I want this name. So we didn't come up with a n- name that fits <laughs> into our band. So we didn't have a name. We, we were working like a session band on, on the studio. So we were just getting there. All right, jam for an hour. Then, all right, <laughs> let's focus on the specific artist's specific catalog. And try to just play on it in a way. So yeah, that was kind of. A- I think that's something called like generic, like a generic band, right? In you a have way, to fit yeah. into, conform to whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a jamming jamming band or jamming session, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, I've always been fascinated by how all these musical bands have their their own special names, and yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of <laughs> dif- difficult to just come up with a name that's strikes everyone at the same level in a way i don't know mm-hmm. i danced with a rock band Whoa. one oh, time really? yeah it was How? in la <laughs> and what the bands do um these little upcoming bands will go and take a tour around they'd go to all the you know the hot spots like the troubadour and mm-hmm. the rainbow club and madame wong's the whole tour of it and so i toured just in la this mm-hmm. with this little mm-hmm. band and we had you know choreography and <laughs> it was kind of fun Oh, it was so, in the in the 80s, so I had mm. hair that stuck up like this with a spritzer and then long, <laughs> oh. and bright red. Whoa. 80s hair. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wait, so what it about was like, you? Oh yeah, so oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. so I've I, I I love creating phases. I I've been mm-hmm. for several phases of different things. Um, a few years ago, I went for a phase of working with leather, mm. so making leather bags, leather oh, accessories, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm really fun habit it got a little bit expensive but it was really fun Fun. Mm -hmm. yeah because i love riding bicycles and i had a 
yeah, a group of friends who also love bikes and we made bicycle bags mm-hmm. and I tried to sell a couple unsuccessfully, but it was still a fun endeavor. Yeah, that's the business part that you didn't mm-hmm. want to do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I made some wallets, yeah, cases. I mean, leather is such a cool material. I mm-hmm. love the smell of it and the, the texture of it. Mm-hmm. It's great. So I did that for about, I think, a year and a half, maybe mm-hmm. two years. Um, it, mm-hmm. it, it was a fun, it was a fun thing to do. Um, also, yeah, I've I've painted a lot as well. So yeah, oh, we, we oh, really? have that. What did you use? Like, I oh. used oils, oh, so oil paints. Oh. So I did that for a few years. It takes mm. a lot of time to dry. Yeah, know? it takes mm-hmm. so much time. Yeah. The good thing with oils is that if you don't like something, you can you change erase, it. Yeah, yeah within a certain exactly yeah. within mm-hmm. a certain time frame. Um, the downside of oils is the toxicity of the. Also that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. In my well, where in my various, um, well, various places where I lived, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really hard to breathe, and I probably got <laughs> damaged. Yeah, maybe you could say that. Well, it's because of but, the solution that he used here, yeah, or well, it's mainly the yeah, it's mainly mm-hmm. the solvents you oh, used solvent. to yeah. yeah to clean mm-hmm. the thinner mm-hmm. yeah, yeah paint thinners yeah, right. exactly to mm-hmm. clean. But it's also the oils themselves; they also have very yeah. strong odor to Still. it. Well, yeah, but. I love oil paints. It just they're also very expensive, yeah. And yeah. you have to be very cautious with what you buy. And when mm-hmm. you choose an oil paints, they have different grades, as you might mm-hmm. know. So yeah. you can buy. It's better to buy the higher quality oil paints at the start because the pigments. Mm-hmm. The reason why they're more expensive, those oil paints, is because they contain a lot more pigment. Whereas if you use cheaper oil paint. You get through a lot, mm-hmm. and it actually ends up being more expensive than. I understand. Than, Actually, yeah. yeah. When I started painting, it was again, as I said before, in Scotland, and uh, I didn't have any materials. Yeah. But I had, you know, this. I wanted to create something, yeah. so I went to the Poundland. You know what it <laughs> of is? Of course, yeah, Poundland. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a place where you can buy things for one pound. Mm-hmm. So I bought, you know, some brushes, <laughs> some paints for one pound, basically. Yeah, and I painted something with a bed. So and it was okay, actually, yeah. surprisingly, you know. Yeah. So. And did you have you. a, um, you know, an easel like the thing? Oh, uh, now on? I do. Now I do. Yeah. Oh, actually. cool. Yeah, but I didn't used to. <laughs> At first, it was like I spent, I don't know, maybe five pounds on all the materials, like mm-hmm. paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canvas, yeah, uh, yeah, all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, canvas. Yeah, as well. The paper and the canvas seems intimidating to me. So I used to like to um, paint on objects. I yeah. remember having Ooh. a big um, apple cider bottle jug, so it's really mm-hmm. big at the base, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and making it using ac- acrylic painting paints and making a peacock. So the mm-hmm. jug Whoa. part was the body and then these beautiful mm-hmm. colors because acrylics, I love acrylics. Yeah. And then or taking some wood mm-hmm. and either carving it and putting stain on it or just painting on it or something. I like doing those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The painting on wood has the advantage. You don't have to stretch a canvas or anything oh, yeah. like that. And a blank yeah. piece of paper is so intimidating. Definitely. I feel like, yeah. Yeah. At first I was like really scared, you know, but then I was like, okay, I have a lot of paper <laughs> i can waste it yeah i can practice as much yeah. as i want to and so. developing a style that's like a whole other mm-hmm. yeah it's Definitely. a whole other topic like yeah. have you got a certain style or would you say you're <laughs> messy still, yeah <laughs> messy style <laughs> yeah. something like that yeah um so it takes forever maybe maybe but i think it's different from every painting you know so it yeah. depends on the mood it depends on what i want to you know capture Mm -hmm. and it changes right i mean if you have an intention Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily come out that way does it yeah yeah definitely (laughs) yeah but sometimes yeah it's like i'm so frustrated with the painting so i just i don't know i just tear it yeah attack the uh, painting yes exactly just yeah yeah well, a lot of famous artists did that. They would destroy mm-hmm. paintings. Yeah. Like and then a- you remake it. I mean, if you have strength <laughs> and, I don't know, yeah. will to do it. Yeah. Because no, I've read a few biographies of, of artists. For instance, Francis Bacon. You know Francis mm-hmm. Bacon? Yeah. Briti- Irish-British painter. And he... It's classicism, I think, or... Um, it's more post... Um, what was it again? So it's not expressionism. Postmodernism. It's not postmodernism, mm-hmm. no. Um, that's that's after the nineties. Well, seventies, nineties. Yeah. Oh, okay. Modernist, maybe. 
Yeah, yeah. 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 it was more modern. We need to double check the exact mm-hmm. movement he was from, but he was, I completely forgot. But he, um, yeah, he would go wild and he would destroy paintings if he didn't like it. Well, that's creative. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, destruction is a part of creation. creation. Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, since I've been here, I, I guess it was about maybe two summers ago, I just started getting my color crayons out. And I said, okay, I'm not a painter, but I love color crayons. They're, they're made of wax, and I just love them, and they're very colorful. And so I just started making little childlike drawings. Child, it was very child sa- drawing kind of, yeah? Yeah, uh-huh. just like, yeah, just like stick figures, mm-hmm. because that's the extent of my talent. And I thought, well... You know, it it was so satisfying because I could finish it in five minutes. You just like, you don't care and you Mm -hmm. just do it. And then I would be drawing or uh, coloring pictures of my my daughter and my mother and me. And it's all about me. Oh, I've done that too. Yeah, I I don't have pictures of them. And so I have to, (laughs) I have to color Color you visualize cream. it. Yeah, you yeah. It. But oh. one time I did do this beautiful drawing that I used for logos and different things. It's a, It was a ballerina. And all I did, I was just inspired this one moment. I took a pencil and just a scrap paper. Mm-hmm. And I made this ballerina in this ponche, like splits. Mm-hmm. And while I was drawing it, I felt the muscles. And I just knew how my knees felt, the calf muscles does do this, this goes here. And then oh, when I was done, it didn't take long, maybe an hour. Oh, well. And mm-hmm. the, the chest, the shoulders, everything was just so beautiful. It was just one unique time in my life. Oh, well. And asking me to do something else, no, I couldn't do it. It was just oh, a well. moment of inspiration. Yeah, drawing anatomy mm-hmm. is actually really difficult. It takes... Really? But the yeah. feeling of inside, knowing how it feels, that was what was inspiring me, just knowing just this mm-hmm. mind's eye and feeling how the muscles go. Yeah. Hmm. I don't have any kind of talent at all mm-hmm. in drawing or painting. Ooh, yeah. I mean, you never know. I mean, you Yeah, you never know. Yeah, you never so maybe know. it's in music, actually. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I tried a couple of times when I was back in school and my art teacher said, all right, well, okay, that's, that's enough. Just leave <laughs> yeah. it off. So I, mean, I couldn't do that. With drawing, it is actually a skill that you have to train. I Definitely. mean, very few people Definitely. are just born able to draw mm-hmm. immediately. You have maybe to. Maybe even none. Actually. Yeah, perhaps yeah. I would even say none. Yeah. I mean, well, that reminds me, I, I did some modeling in art classes. So I would stand up and all these, you know, doing the circles and they had to do all their practices. So you would just stand in there. Yeah, different poses. Yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. So like, like with learning languages, <laughs> you, need to, you need to train your, your drawing skills and it takes forever. And I haven't drawn for a long time, so mm-hmm. perhaps it's not as good as it used to be. Maybe you, you guys always... can help me. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's have a class. Let's have a painting class. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, well, I've got another question. So none of us are drug addicts, I hope. <laughs> Not <laughs> but, lately. No. But a lot of creative people take drugs and drink a lot of alcohol. Do you think that drugs and alcohol contributes to someone's creativity? Or do you think that it's a symptom of some people's creativity? Hmm. I guess it's kind of uh, an enhancement. I guess thing, drug I or know. alcohol consumption just breaks the limits of your creativity or imagination. You feel yourself kind of free to mm. compose or play or draw whatever you are doing without any boundaries, I guess. Mm-hmm. So you just put whatever comes to your mind on the paper or on your instrument, what are you playing? Mm-hmm. Maybe. So it, it, you don't hesitate. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't scare it anymore. You just All right, I got do it. what you want. Just yeah. let's try it without mm-hmm. thinking about what's going to happen next yeah. in a way. Well, I guess there's a limit, I guess, to how many drugs you can, <laughs> you can yeah, consume. Yeah, I think it would be yeah. depending on the person because I wouldn't be affected that way at all, mm-hmm. at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it depends. Probably. Because in a previous podcast, we talked about this chap called Keith Moon, who's yeah. this. Um, do you know Ooh, Keith Moon? Of course. From the, yeah, the who, yeah, the drummers. Yeah, yeah, maybe he's he great. He's, he's a great. He was a great, talented drummer, but plus a junkie. Yeah, he was, <laughs> a, junkie. He was a junkie. This guy was absolutely <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Uh, I bought 
his biography for my dad's birthday a few Ooh, years ago. Yeah, his nickname is Lou. But this, this guy was, he took way too many yeah, drugs yeah. and way too Wait, much alcohol. who is he? I've so lost So there's her. this famous band called The Who. Ooh. They were big in this. Oh, think, The Who, The Who. Yeah, yeah The yeah, Who, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My generation, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of the best songs. That and is. this guy's hobby was to... <laughs> <laughs> to do lots of crazy things. One of my favorite crazy stunts of his was he would take pieces of dynamite. Exploding to, drum, right? No, not even that. He would take dynamite to hotel rooms and explode the toilets mm. in, the, <laughs> in the hotels. But he oh, was a, an amazing drummer. He was very, very beyond talent. He, he was natural. Mm -hmm. He was but, natural. But it yeah. got to the point where his drug and alcohol consumption became so destructive that... Um, one time he passed out on stage mm -hmm. on the drums on and the they drums they couldn't wake him up you know yeah. exactly yeah. and they had to get someone from the audience mm -hmm. to continue the 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 concert mm -hmm. which is terrible so of course there is a limit as to how many i mean i do not condone drugs i think mm -hmm. it's a terrible thing to get into but hmm. why it, do you think there is this kind of uh you know connection between being creative and consuming drugs in general I what guess a lot of creative people just have a lot of anxiety inside them because what's the point? Why do people create things? They create things to make their life better. Existential crisis, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah. Just, why I'm here? What am I doing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. kind of. You wouldn't need to create things if you didn't have mm -hmm. some somewhere or something to improve. That and also mm -hmm. if yeah. they're touring, if the band is touring, they do have a, mm -hmm. a really weird schedule. Mm -hmm. And they have to use drugs to get them up and then mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. get them down. Yeah. That might have something to do with it. And then maybe the power of their fame, too. You, if you're not harnessing uh, your limits, you just feel like you could blow up a toilet if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't. Like they can do anything, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I feel bad for those hotel owners. They, <laughs> they, it wasn't just um, Keith Moon blowing up toilets. There was other rock bands who destroyed hotel rooms yeah. in the, I think the Rolling Stones. They, I believe it was the Rolling Stones. The Rolling they, Stones. they threw televisions out the window. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, why did you do that? Because I can. Yeah, yeah. because you yeah. can just So throw. what will you do to me? Yeah. So <laughs> what can you do? Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to also boost up the ego in a way. So you feel yourself like a superhero that mm -hmm. you have no limits yeah. to do. Right, I'm the rock star or I'm yeah. the famous person. Yeah, so imagine bring it on in a way. Yeah, yeah you're standing on the stage. Mm -hmm. People are mm -hmm. like, I don't know, you and I throwing idol. panties mm -hmm. at yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that, probably. Yeah. So of course you feel like a god. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. God well, complex. It's kind of bad. I think mm -hmm. yeah, it must be really bad. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, a mm -hmm. lot of <laughs> a lot of. Um, <laughs> famous musicians mm -hmm, have mm -hmm. kind of god complex yeah. but there are other musicians who take no drugs and have amazing success i mean mm -hmm. i believe moby you know moby, moby. Mm -hmm. the, the, do you know much about what barbara do you know varia do you know much about moby no so, i know nothing about moby. so he's moby famous dick? not moby dick no moby is a famous um <laughs> electronic DJ, DJ mm -hmm. musician extremely creative of course mm -hmm. you know him I've yeah. heard about him but I've never listened to his work yeah, yeah, yeah his music is absolutely down, yeah. his music's absolutely stunning if you hear some of his tracks you'll definitely hear it and some of our listeners well, you'll definitely recognize the mm -hmm. music our listeners some of our listeners definitely will have heard of Moby but he was fascinating because he was um, I wouldn't say he was a devout Christian maybe he was a devout Christian but he He's um, religious. He was religious yeah. and he still nonetheless had um, music events in strip clubs and in places where there's debauchery and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But he was he still kept true to his um, to his Christian mm -hmm. foundation. Okay, so he had the best of both worlds. Yes, except Whoa. he except he, he was surrounded by like debauchery. Debauchery meaning yeah. I love that mm. word. I love it. <laughs> it is a great word. Except we say debauchery. Oh, you said debauchery. <laughs> so yeah, I guess it comes from French. Yeah. And yeah. it means living in a unethical, well, not unethical, or maybe unethical. Off the limits. Maybe. Yeah, some kind yeah. of chaos. Yeah. An yeah. Un yeah, an immoral way. Mm -hmm. So indulging in vices. Yeah, indulgence. Indulgence, yeah, indulgence yeah, in vices, mm -hmm. exactly. For instance, alcohol or other <laughs> naughty things <laughs> yeah so yeah he i don't think he indulged in debauchery 
but he, he allowed the mm. others around him. Yeah, and he was inspired by all the craziness around him. <laughs> Interesting. But yeah, he's one of my, yeah, I would say role models Ooh. in terms of creativity. <laughs> but I also have other role models who also took a lot of drugs, <laughs> for instance. Do you know Jean-Michel Basquiat? Yeah. You know him? Yeah. Absolutely fascinating guy. I mean, a lot of people will look at his work and say, mm-hmm. this is not talented at all. No, this is no, just no, no, children's no, no, drawing. No, no, no. But that's, that's, <laughs> it's that's great drawing. And it's, I guess it was sold. One of one of his most famous drawing was sold like $120 million or oh, it's something. insane. In, in it's, Christie's yeah. or I don't know, Sotheby's or so, whatever. Long story short, Jean-Michel Basquiat was this really famous um, mixed race painter from... Um, New, New York, York in the 80s and 90s and the reason why he's famous is because he bridged the gap between um, people how people view black painters mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he he really was upset with people calling him a black painter and he wanted to be called an American painter mm-hmm. and he bridged the gap between well he contributed to bridging the gap so he, he wanted to be known and uh, I recognize him as an American painter mm-hmm. and he um painted all sorts of crazy amazing mm-hmm. stuff which mm-hmm. depicted New York and the atmosphere of New York in the 80s and the 90s and but he went wild with the drugs yeah. especially later on in his career and he after he met Andy Warhol he let yeah mm-hmm. he, he became very close to Andy Warhol and they had projects together and when Andy Warhol died this made him extremely depressed and and yeah he he died from I think Harold. Yes, he's one of the members of 27 Club. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The famous club. Yeah. 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 And also in this scene, you had um, Keith Haring. Do you know Keith Haring? Yay. Yeah. You will see Very his. Contemporary, like, yeah, New York um, graffiti artist, but a lot of people will recognize Keith Haring. You, if you see his, his works, you will immediately recognize him. He draws patterns of people. You, like you doodle, right? Doodles, yeah, like but they're doodles. really famous doodles. And you, you'll see them and you'll recognize them immediately. And they were all part of the same scene. The, I think it was the Lower East Side in, in um, Manhattan. So, yeah. But he, he died. Um, what other famous musicians died of drugs and alcohol? Oh, Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Right. That was Eddie, in my Eddie time. Van Halen, yeah. of course. He mm-hmm. was supposed to be, you know, one of the best guitarists. Guitar player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Him, uh, he was in... Uh, the one from ACDC, but they weren't real drug addicts, I don't think, in ACDC, mm-hmm. the Australians. It's just one of my favorites. Maybe they were alcoholics, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're heavy drinkers. I, I think they were pretty Angus Young. I don't know. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other drug addicts? Oh, so many, so many. And yeah. John yeah. Bonham. Amy Winehouse. Amy oh, Winehouse. Yeah. 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 John Bonham of Led Zeppelin. Jimi mm-hmm. Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix, yeah. yeah. The thing with Jean-Michel Basquiat, Jimi Hendrix, Kurt Cobain. Cobain. Do you know what they have in common? 27. Yeah, the 27. 27, exactly. Yeah. They all died at the age of 27. It's a it's a really <laughs> scary age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if you live past 27, <laughs> you've made it. You can live further. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. So all three of them died from drugs mm-hmm. at the age of 27. Kurt Cobain, well, Kurt Cobain didn't necessarily die from drugs mm-hmm. um, he was he, under like he committed suicide mm-hmm. but he was I believe they found a high dose of heroin in his in his System. blood and, yeah mm-hmm. so guys don't do drugs <laughs> <laughs> it might give you a little bit of creativity at the start but then you're just gonna end up in the 27 club club <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah um, alright well let's let's think how is creativity used for evil in what ways have hmm. well, the I atomic mean, bomb? Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, bomb yeah, yeah, always yeah, comes. Yeah. It, it, that's always an example mm-hmm. of evil. Yeah. yeah. Do you the think the person one. who created the atomic bomb was an evil no. person? No. Actually, yeah. Speaking of scientists, uh, they are, I think, the most creative people at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess they take kind of physics, chemistry, and they create something out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just I don't know painting. Yeah, which is also cool, of course, but still <laughs> not some something peaceful. You, you mean, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean anything. Yeah, so or cloning. That's oh, controversial God. too. Mm-hmm. Great that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. I mean, would you eat a cloned animal? I mean, you you're a vegetarian, so <laughs> but mm-hmm. would you would you eat a cloned animal? I wouldn't. I don't know. 
I haven't thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Actually. I don't know. Yeah. We, yeah, we had Dolly, right? The first yeah, Dolly, the yeah. first yeah. 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 And then yeah. was is it really true? That was the other thing. Isn't there a controversy around Dolly? Was it she really cloned or was she was not? It kind of a hoax or something? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've but seen the ship in the British Museum. Yeah, I think yeah. it's right there, yeah. So and it's pretty real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean but who knows, yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Who can verify how can exactly. how can we verify exactly. that information? You can yeah. 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 DNA by yeah. yourself. So yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. But if it is true, then yeah, hats off yeah. to that mm-hmm. um, person who created cloning. By the well, way, hats off, good little idiom. It means <laughs> that I respect this. Yeah. Oh, like tipping your tipping hat, your, right? Yeah, tipping mm-hmm. your hat. Hats off to you. That means I respect I respect you for doing something. But do you say that in America? Oh, yeah, hats off to you. I, I'm yeah. sure it's like it's an old thing, but mm-hmm. I'm old sure. Bit, yeah, yeah. I, I don't really. Hats off yeah, I can to imagine you. a gentleman, you know, top hat, tip of the hat. Yeah. So okay, but I, I don't know if cloning would be evil. I mean, maybe it well, definitely it's controversial. Could be evil. For people, it is, probably, yeah. you know. Yeah, and so. stem cell research yeah. too, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. making. Taking the uh, material from a fetus yeah. and then injecting it in someone with a disease. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's real controversial with some people. Yeah. Why yeah, absolutely. Why is it controversial? Well, because you have to take a fetus. And uh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that bothers you. Yeah. It doesn't take, bother Take mm-hmm. lives in order to save a life in a way. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah. well, Adolf Hitler... Pretty creative guy. Yeah. yeah, he was a painter guy. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he, was, he, he was not allowed yeah. in art school, so uh-huh. he was really considered a bad artist, mm-hmm. and that was kind of an excuse for him to go mm-hmm. diff- down a different yeah. road. Yeah, it, had they only let him in art school, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this third conditional time. <laughs> if yeah. Adolf Hitler had That'd been be. admitted to mm-hmm. art school. Perhaps the world would be a different place. That's a mix. Sorry, that's a third but, conditional yeah, well, be, with the yeah. second conditional. Yeah. But right now, yeah. Well, that's yeah. how we talk. Mm-hmm. We we mix yeah. things yeah. up as we are telling our story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, but but yeah, we can mix the third conditional and the second mm-hmm. conditional. Is oh god, it is speaking normal. about grammar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing. But Adolf, yeah, Adolf mm-hmm. Hitler. Um, maybe he was a little bit too creative, and he. Mm-hmm. Um, tried to invade the Soviet Union and <laughs> and yeah. the Western countries. Yeah, mm-hmm. a bit. <laughs> That's that same kind of thing with um, art in power, or like what, yeah. what you're uh-huh. talking about with the musicians. Actually, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there are many evil people who are creative in in many mm-hmm. ways. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. Actually, what about. do you think? Uh, does misery makes people creative? Absolutely, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like like we said, yeah. Usually, you create things to or people who are improve your life, and they're mm-hmm. trying to find mm-hmm. that freedom, and mm-hmm. this is the only way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Definitely so. would drive someone's creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be sad, people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little okay. bit of sadness is <laughs> is is healthy, but not too much. Too much. <laughs> Just a little bit to enhance the creativity. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, favorite inventors. Well, let's start with Thomas Edison. Who mm-hmm. was Thomas Edison? What did he do? Inventor of the light bulb mm-hmm. and yeah. current. DC. Yeah. Current. Oh yeah. yeah. DC yeah. or AC? AC was AC. Tesla. No, no, no. AC was Edison. No, no, no. Alternative current is Tesla's, Tesla's and Edison so. is AC. Yeah. yeah, and DC. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So I've read a well, I listened to an audio book by this chap called Robert Green. Have you heard of Robert Green? He writes all these interesting books studying successful people and how they became successful. And I can't remember exactly which book he he um, reviewed or he looked at Thomas Edison and he came to a conclusion. He tried to, he invented over a thousand different things. It was, it was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, each time, well, inventing the light bulb took thousands and thousands and thousands of attempts Mm-hmm. And just imagined if <laughs> mm-hmm. he hadn't undergone thousands and thousands of attempts. Right. So we mm-hmm. say, you know, you have to fail a thousand times before you can succeed mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. But Leonardo da Vinci, yes. we think of him as an artist, but mm-hmm. he was an inventor. Yes. With all those yeah. drawings and the anatomy. Mm-hmm. 
What made him so interesting was that he stole his father's paper. And this was back in a in the time when paper was really expensive. Mm. So like mm-hmm. a sheet of paper would be worth gold almost. Maybe not gold, but it was really mm-hmm. expensive. And mm-hmm. yeah, he I I read somewhere that he would go out to the forest and just draw in the forest and mm-hmm. Yeah, Leonardo da Vinci was an absolute genius. He had one saying um that would uh, help his his success a tribute to his success he said um just get out of bed in the morning he said don't pull those covers over your face and he would get up at five o'clock in the morning and if you can think about during europe in the winter it'd be probably cold and you have to make your mm-hmm. own fire or yeah. something but you have to get up and that's how you become successful you just get out of bed I'm interested how people got up at five in the morning in the old Don't times without old alarms. Did they just have roosters? Well, yeah, the mm-hmm. cockadoodle do. I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about in the winter when Siberia the the oh, it's all frozen. the sun comes up yeah. at nine o'clock in yeah, the winter? Yeah, you just have to stay in bed longer. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who invented the alarm clock? Let us know in the, in the comments <laughs> if you. <laughs> yeah. Great invention. Mm. Well, also terrible invention oh, yeah. too because. Yeah. Yeah, uh, try to avoid that. Sound. Kind of wish they didn't exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So Thomas Edison. Um, what about Henry Ford? What yeah. do we know anything about him? Assembly line, mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. assembly line. Yeah, that he put up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. motion. Yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. the first manufacturer, mm-hmm. car manufacturer in the United mm-hmm. States, yeah. all all over the world, I guess. Yeah. 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 Well, that's interesting because at that time they could have made and they did make electric cars but because of uh the the greed of oil and mm-hmm. making tires and all that money making stuff mm-hmm. they kept the electric cars from being manufactured mm-hmm. oh, well. uh, because because i remember um reading about henry ford you have to have rubber for the tires so we went down to brazil and with all those rubber plants and had to make procure the the mm. tires or the mm. rubber from this and so it's a big uh you know marketing business yeah, yeah business mm-hmm. venture money making money making mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. so well other american um superstars benjamin franklin hmm. mm-hmm. he produced a lot a lot of writing um did he invent anything i think he, he um maybe? well he was a good oh I think he was the one to draw the very first political cartoon. Mm-hmm. You know, we have political cartoons, right? You know, mm-hmm. you know, we can make fun of our politicians. And I think he made oh. the very first one um, in regards to the American Revolution, how we should kick the Brits out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he did lots of things. He was a statesman. He traveled a lot. He spent a lot of time in Europe. He was the of the Enlightenment age, and he brought that um, European Enlightenment and adapted it to us Americans. So we had our American Enlightenment. Of course, he signed the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. He was a, mm-hmm. yeah, a, a great motivator of our freedom. Yeah, immensely creative person mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, other... Yeah, and then you did this because he went out with a no, no. I guess ca- he, he, a kite, right? Yeah, yeah, kite, yeah. <laughs> he had an experiment with the kite and the lightning with the key. In, in right, the right, of it, right. Guess, kind of an electrical kind of current yeah. kind of. Yeah, he was thing. an inventor. So yeah, yeah. Well, I have in front of me a chart of the most innovative countries in the world. There's this mm-hmm. index called the Global Innovation Index. And the U.S. is number three because mm. the U.S. yeah churns out; it produces so many products. Mm-hmm. Why is the U.S. such a creative country? What is it about America that mm. abundance of the sources and the financial stuff? Oh, I guess. Yeah. probably yeah. our pioneer spirit. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You don't know about our pioneer spirit. <laughs> 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 Well, this is where we um, we have this these ideals of being independent, free, uh, that we create something out of nothing. Uh, we carve our own destiny. Rex the riches. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That that story too. We do what we want to do, and we're always trying to find a better way. 
Well, coming mm-hmm. back to what we said before, how problems generate creativity. People create mm-hmm. things to to come out of difficult situations. America, people were escaping all sorts of monarchies and all mm-hmm. sorts of tyr- mm-hmm. tyrannical mm-hmm. regimes. Yeah. And, and I guess that's why it's such a melting pot. But hmm. why do you think, or which do you think is the number one on this index? China? Japan? Yeah, that's so actually China and Japan, they produce so much. Mm-hmm. They do, but they're not number one on the list. India. Not India. Oh, really? really? India produces a lot of software. Software and textiles. Number one. Sweden. That's actually number two. Oh, really? Whoa. Mm. <laughs> yes. Ikea, probably. Ikea. Ikea. Do, you, do you know what Ikea stands for? It stands for Ingvar Kamprand El Tarud Agunyard. So Ingvar Kamprand is the guy who founded IKEA. Mm. He mm-hmm. is one of the most creative people in the world. Mm-hmm. And I actually I worked for IKEA for a few months oh, in a mm-hmm. summer as a summer job before. And mm-hmm. he his story is a long story, but he started by selling matchboxes to to people in his little rural community. And he went to Stockholm to buy matchboxes in bulk and sold the matchboxes for a marked up price. And mm. yeah, from there he decided to... Matchboxes for matches. Yeah, matches. Yeah, 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 exactly. He matches match. him. Exactly. Well, I think you sold them with the matches as well. <laughs> not, just, not just the matches. I got the matches and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need a box. <laughs> <laughs> right, <okay. laughs> well, you can collect the matchboxes. Yeah. They look pretty and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Funnily enough, my family have a collection of matchboxes, oh. but but anyway, <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's how he started, and he's one of the most creative people. And he mm-hmm. he um, passed away. I think it was in 2018, I believe, oh, the age really? of 91. But he was oh, immensely okay. creative, a very simple person, which mm-hmm. is what uh, made him really interesting. He he liked. Well, the reason why we think of Scandinavian furniture as being all minimalist is. Mm-hmm. mostly because of Ikea. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Ikea, Invar Kamprand, Elm Tarud Agunyard. That's like, I think Agunyard is the name of the village he came from. Mm-hmm. And Elm Tarud, mm-hmm. I think it's a region. I don't know. I need to That's double nice. check it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So Sweden is number two. Extremely creative country. It's number one. So number one. It's a European country. Denmark, Norway. Denmark and Norway are also quite, I mean. Lego. Lego, yeah. very good yeah. that you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Denmark is is right next to Sweden, mm-hmm. so is Norway. Mm-hmm. They have very similar cultures. Um, mm-hmm. So let me Germany think. then number one. Germany okay. produces a lot. Yeah. It yeah. does, but it's actually not number one. It is a German speaking country though. It's a German speaking country. Switzerland. Switzerland is number one. Seriously. Ah. Yeah. They invent so much. And the Swiss. Uh, I never yeah, yeah. say. What was that? Swiss scientists discovered like a three angled toothbrush kind of thing. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Swiss thing, watch. Yeah. Swiss watches. Oh, yeah. Swiss, yeah. Swiss yeah. army knives. Yeah. Yeah. Swiss cheese. Uh, what else? <laughs> what else? Ah. Just food, basically. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What else did they invent? Well, apparently they like, uh, not they like, but a few, uh, I think it was a hundred years ago, they, they eat cats. Sorry, Vary, I know. <laughs> we're, we're, we're both cat lovers, I know. But they, what? Cat is one of their... <laughs> National dishes, yeah. What? So I don't think they ate. They, I don't think they invented that, but they're known for that. <laughs> but maybe because they live in a <laughs> a very mountainous community, oh God. and they are sheltered from right. They're isolated. You have nothing to do but invent something. <laughs> yeah, eat cats, and also any cats <laughs> and maybe cheese. Bank, banking system, maybe the banking system. Ah, yeah. Oh. Swiss banking system, Credit mm-hmm. Suisse, yeah, yeah and one then, of the biggest. And then they yeah. protect the banking system yeah, by exactly. being yeah. incognito. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fascinating country because you have, I think it's four official state languages. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. German, French, Italian, yeah, and yeah. Romance. Romance is some strange language in the in the east of the country. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so they have all those different minds coming together, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then other countries. So guess what's number four? 
England? England? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, so... Well, they were number one in the industrial age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. London, yeah. that was yeah. the place the where revolution. it all started. Yeah. Well, who invented the telephone, do you know? Graham Bell. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was Alexander Bell. Alexander Bell. Yeah, yeah, Alexander Bell, yeah, yeah Scottish guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alexander Graham Bell. And then the radio was invented not by us, it was by the Russians, wasn't it? Italian? Uh, I don't know, to be honest, but probably. There's, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of... Yeah, there's a lot of con- controversy as to who invented what. For instance, um, mm-hmm. vodka. Who invented <laughs> vodka? Was it the Poles mm-hmm. or was it the Russians? No one mm-hmm. can really... Also, it's very interesting, you know, when uh, the progress is moving and one invention appears in many countries yeah. at the same mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. approximately, you know. It's like, how does it happen even? Yeah. It's like, you know, some uh, common mind, yeah, or... Well, I guess I the know. internet definitely has... But I mean, before, before the internet, yeah, so... Mm-hmm. A collective yeah, collective mind. mindset yeah, or yeah. collective mm-hmm. telepathy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, like as that. science is developing mm-hmm. and shared, you know, in this kind of uh, limited way. Mm-hmm. Like one direction, yeah, probably. Well, yeah, well, coming back to that, it's interesting. So maybe, like you mean, after the Enlightenment, mm-hmm. perhaps, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. different countries would have inventions at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know, for instance, in the Second World War, of course, one country would have submarines and another country mm-hmm. would need to make submarines. But It was more like a race. Yeah. yeah. And they had oh, yeah. Well, that uh, competition mm-hmm. is something that really yeah. drives creativity. Yeah. Actually, because a boss will say, you will have to produce this. Actually, it's a good question if it does. Because for me, it's probably, I don't know, actually. Oh, well, it just depends. If you're a competitive person, I'm not. So I don't want to compete with something. I want my creativity just to come organically. It depends, you know. Uh, for example, I was doing athletics uh, at school, like running, you know, racing, all stuff. There, I was really competitive. But at painting, you know, when I paint and I see somebody is painting much, much better, it's kind of inspiring, but also kind of, you know, okay, kind of disappointing all of it. So. so that means you are competitive because you're comparing yourself because that's what competition is. Even if you're saying it mm. in a negative way. So you have mm. to well, not let that get you down. Keep painting. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I will anyway. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, well, competition definitely must spur on creativity. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. drives creativity in many ways. Yeah. What about the reverse engineering? Oh, that's called stealing. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it's also, con- it's kind of considered kind of competition, but mm-hmm. it's not competition, as you said. It's kind of stealing and <laughs> yeah. espionage and everything. Well, <laughs> well, some countries do it really well. For instance, Japan. I mean, they mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. they do invent things like the, oh my God, the Japanese toilet seat. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, they're, absolutely they're incredible. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great I've never great. used, I'm quite scared of them, to be honest. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they are good. They are good. Yeah. So they do invent a lot of things, but AC, I guess. But usually the Japanese, mm-hmm. they take things that are already invented, they make them even better. Mm-hmm. For instance, mm-hmm. televisions mm-hmm. And, and yeah, Peter's cars, and, mm-hmm. and the Chinese do that too, as well, to mm-hmm. an extent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the Chinese were, I guess, heavily influenced by the Japanese in many ways, mm-hmm. and the Japanese influenced by the Chinese mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. What came to mind? I, I was thinking about Peter the Great. Mm-hmm. So he he um, obviously founded St. Petersburg. Oh, yeah. He went all over Europe. Mm-hmm. And was so really... he picked up the ideas there. Yeah, for military, for, for the army. Yeah. Basically for the architecture as well. Yeah. Just look at the St. Petersburg. It looks like Venice. Yeah. yeah. He would invite amazing. Europeans into Russia to say, mm-hmm. can you teach yeah, us this, yeah, teach yeah, us yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like architects mm-hmm. again. And uh, he was a shipbuilder. He himself yeah, yeah. put himself as a first mate or something and yeah, learned yeah, it from the beginning. That. But he introduced yeah. 100 words into the Russian dictionary of foreign words. Yeah. Western yeah. words, I should say. Yeah. We yeah. still use them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Peter the Great definitely was an impetus for production in Russia. Like he, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. which is why he's one of the greatest leaders. He yeah. was he very actually, tall and intimidating. So I think he got his <laughs> way. About two meters tall, yeah, or something. Yeah, so he just scared people <laughs> to do things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. almost like a lot comes down to Peter the Great and mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So he brought a lot of, like you said, he brought people from other countries, like mm-hmm. Germans. Mm-hmm. Loads of Germans yeah. are here because of Definitely. Peter the Great. And, mm-hmm. and is the reason, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think, well, the reason why he called um, Germans in Russian Niemetsky is because in English, Niemoy means like you don't have a voice mm-hmm. wow and like yeah i read the story why it's like this because again we have germany yeah it's like and we have uh another adjective for like german people in russian yeah, yeah which is not which is different yeah and i read the story because uh we used to call like all foreigners like this you know it's yeah. like maybe because yeah they don't speak russian and yeah. we consider them you know like not being able to speak yeah yeah maybe something like that yeah it's funny because i think the word in english is dumb but not mm-hmm. not as in like dumb as in you're an idiot yeah. stupid mm-hmm. dumb as in you can't use your voice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah, yeah it's really funny how yeah. <laughs> in russian they just <laughs> yeah like kind of yeah it's the attitude to other i don't know But, but we all people. have that attitude, yeah. Yeah, definitely. We all have that attitude. Yeah, mm-hmm. to, uh, to foreigners. Yeah. yeah. Especially big countries, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But what other countries are really um, good at being innovative? I was going to say South Korea. Mm. South Korea, yeah. Oh, right. Technology. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they had a big boom. And competition, too. Mm-hmm. They want to be... Mm-hmm the market yeah it's really respectable their their boom they used to be one of the poorest countries mm-hmm. in asia and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they became after 70s one of the most prosperous mm-hmm. countries in in asia yeah it's a competition between countries where countries don't want to be seen as an undeveloped country they want to be democratic they want to have some really strong marketing um international trade mm-hmm. so that they can be you know up with everybody else yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, South mm-hmm. Korea. Yeah, South Korea creates so much. They, yeah, and then also we have on on the list we have the Netherlands. This is also one of my favorite countries as well. They, they mm-hmm. have produced so much, particularly in the in the area of shipbuilding, yeah, mm-hmm. shipyard, mm-hmm. yeah, shipping, and engineering, and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff like that. So yeah, um, well, let's think about your time at school. Did were you creative writers at school? I enjoyed it a lot. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, because I read a lot, so it was easy for me to write. So, and I was praised for that maybe too much even by the teachers. They're like, oh, I still remember. It was like the 11th grade. And the teacher was actually reading aloud my essay, like to all the class. And I was like so ashamed. <laughs> I was like, oh God, why do you do that? And everybody was like, hmm, okay, that's good. But everybody was also like, hmm, okay, she's showing off, you know, yeah. or something. So do you so. think too much praise can destroy creativity? It depends on the person, I think. Um, so then for me, probably it was a bit too much. It was pleasant, of course, but in a way it was kind of, okay. I'm just trying to imagine this absolutely stunning, that's amazing <laughs> work. <laughs> And I'm like, oh God, come on. <laughs> Because it's also perceived, you know, like a little bit um, nerdy, you know, to mm-hmm. read a lot. At least it used to be like that. Yeah, and I read really a lot. So, and I was kind of a little bit shy because of that, I would say, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, probably. But it depends on the person, definitely. Yeah. Well, were you a creative writer at school? No, I had lessons like a critical theory and critical writing at the university, but I was... I wasn't that much involved in the writing process or something, but I, I read a lot, as Natalia mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm. So not writing particularly. And yeah. do you think the education systems in the West, at least, um, do you think they harness creativity? Do you think they support creativity? I guess so, with the lessons like critical thinking, critical writing, or like conversation mm-hmm. lessons that you can share your ideas with other people. But yeah. Why not? Well, I had I had plenty of art lessons at school, which was really cool. But the art teacher didn't do anything. They would just stand there and like, like with Natalie. <laughs> That's, easy easy. That's yeah. amazing. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Even- yeah. Well, my experience with, with art as a kid, a little kid, um, wasn't necessarily positive. Mm. I oh, had observed 
uh, purple leaves. These are plum trees, and mm. the leaves are literally purple. And so I drew a tree in art class when I was a little girl um, with purple leaves. And the teacher, oh, trees are trees leaves are green. green. I said, no, they're trees that have purple. And she, you know, very mm. condescendingly. And I thought. So I didn't get a good grade on it. I was just a little girl, like eight years old. And then I drew, oh, she gave us a shape of a inverted V. So two legs and a, an apex at the top. And she expect, oh, and there are two on the paper. And so she expected us all to be very creative and, and decorate a teepee, an Indian teepee. But I made it into a swing set. I just drew a bar over and drew some swings which I think is creative. It's different from everyone else. Mm -hmm. But again, a bad grade. Oh, oh, where are the colors? Blah, blah, blah. She discouraged. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah that's right. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. The way art is taught in the West, to be honest, I don't really like it so much. No. They just they just stand there and just praise mm -hmm. everything. And uh, Whereas I've witnessed some art schools in St. Petersburg, you know, mm -hmm. the Ilya Repin um, mm -hmm. art school. They, they really teach you classic drawing skills mm -hmm, and i guess mm -hmm. it's in one in one to one on one hand it's it does kind of suppress creativity but on the mm -hmm, other hand it gives mm -hmm. you the skills that you, the yeah, you need the base yeah. the right base the foundation yeah that, that you need to to succeed yeah um, it's pretty harsh i would say so they don't praise much yeah good just, <laughs> you know, it's not good enough you just you're not gonna do anything so you're worthless just Go away. I know. think it's very, very good to do that. <laughs> yeah, because then, then you you dig it up from your inside. Say no. It depends on the person. I have I something. Yeah. I want to say something. It could destroy a, a weaker person, but it could also motivate mm. someone who might have a "I'll show you" attitude, which I do. I have mm. that because I've had a mm. lot of negativity because of ballet. I'll show you, mm. and it makes me work really hard. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, yeah. I used to do ballet like uh, in elementary school when I was like seven till I was eleven, something like that. So and uh, the teacher was really harsh. I think it's really common in ballet. Yeah, they just you can do it. Just no, 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 no. The opposite. The opposite I mean, one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's motivating like, in a way. Mm, not motivating. Yeah, I mean, like, not motivating <laughs> at all. Yeah. yeah so they just yell at you. Mm. They. They nearly beat you. Yeah. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. Basically, yeah. So. You dance like a fat cow. <laughs> you have, you yes. have um, less like talent that. as the um, <laughs> jackhammer outside the window. Things like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So for you, it was motivating. Actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was what I was oh, trying to say. You know. Yeah. <laughs> opposite effect. Whoa. Okay. Interesting. Uh, oh yeah. Well, in the east, in China, they don't. I wouldn't say that they they harness creativity, but they produce very um, capable or students who are very capable of working in with mathematics mm -hmm. and with yeah very strict instruction. But yeah, music as well. Yeah, yeah, they're amazing performers. Yeah. I don't know about composers. I don't know about music that comes out of China. Actually, yeah, but, but just players, yeah, players, performers, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, p yeah, mm -hmm. like piano or pianists and violinists. When it's yeah, May, yeah. Mm -hmm. oh the, yeah, yeah. all the best come out of China mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. whole region. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, let's wrap things up. So let's finish off with a question. So if you can think of a device that would make someone's lives better, or that would make our lives better, let us know. <laughs> what do you think would make our lives better? Lots of paints, <laughs> lots of colored crayons, mm -hmm. material for you to do what you need to do, tools. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are we talking tools? about yeah. devices that we yeah, are what using device, right if, yeah, now? Let's, let's, yeah, yeah, what device, no, what device could you create? Huh. What, mm. what do we need to make oh. our lives better? Ah, oh, you mean like the society in general? Yeah, could you invent something? No, I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Right now. <laughs> There's too much That's stuff a good out question, there. But I mean, <laughs> it needs a lot of thinking, probably, you know. Maybe cans that can actually open. Because, you know, when you try to open up a package, oh, I get the scissors out, I get, you know, <laughs> the hammer out. I'm trying to get into a package. Yes, a tin can opener, you mean? Well, no, there are. There, a can there, opener. No, no, you, you have this little can and you flip the thing and then you have to have 
pliers to roll it back. Yeah. And then you have to have someone very strong to take it off, and then all the food plops out. <laughs> so you just need something yeah. easier to open up a can. It's very yeah. specific. Did you have that experience with that? Yes, I have lots of <laughs> opening up a package. I look at a package. I go, oh no, I've got to get into that spaghetti package. How am I going to do it? Yeah, maybe I would invent a better can opener because can, can openers, to be honest, are really crap in general. I mean, well, I'm not using a can opener. I'm talking about using pliers. Yeah, <laughs> the manual one. Well, yeah. No, I'm doing this way, not this way. Mm. <laughs> I'm taking pliers. And having to, to rip roll open. the can lid back because they have a little flippy flip. And mm-hmm, they that's, mm-hmm. oh, look for your convenience, a flippy flip. Oh, look at me. Mm-hmm. But I can't. And so I'm, that's what oh. I mean. A little flippy flip needs I to see. be better. Yeah. No, I've, I've had, but speaking of cans, I've had so many traumatic experiences with <laughs> can openers. And you're and, a man. You should be able to get into a can. No, I just use a knife. <laughs> <laughs> or a screwdriver. Oh, yeah. I just make make a big X in the okay, middle. Okay, you and I are the same. And then, then we get the pliers. Yeah, the then, pliers, whatever it takes. Or just your fingers. Or whatever. whatever it takes. Cans and are dangerous. It is, yeah. Be careful. Sharp. They can be really sharp. And yeah, so... I don't know. Maybe I'd invent another Japanese toilet or something. Oh. <laughs> or... Hmm. Hmm. Okay, guys, well, let us know in the comments section if you have a great mm-hmm. invention and yeah, maybe we can take your ideas and make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> but practice your English in the comments section. We have a mm-hmm. special yeah, comment section for our podcast. So, and you can find more information about this comment section in our social, on our social media platforms. So let us know what device you would invent. So that's it for today, guys. And um, also be sure to check out our website, which is www.bigappleschool.com, where you can find more information about the courses we offer. And you can also listen to other interesting podcasts and yeah, read up about grammar and yeah, other English-related material. So, guys, thank you. We'll see you next time. See you. See ya. Bye for now. <laughs>